My name is, uh, let me see, Pastor Lenny. <laughs> and I oversee the pastoral care department here at Citywide Church. Amen. So, right now we're going to continue. We're continuing our series of God's Garments. I'd like to begin by telling telling you a testimony of what happened to me one day with uh, my sister. You know, my sister and I, one day we had an, a disagreement. We had a, dis- a disagreement and she, you know, we had a disagreement and she just stopped speaking to me. And she stayed at my mother's house, so I would go over to my mother's house, you know, I, and she see me walk in. She would get up and try to walk away, walk by me. She wouldn't say nothing to me. And, you know, it was really irritating. But, you know, I knew I was, I, you know, I was trying to play mad too. But I would speak to her and she would just walk right by me. And then one day, one day I was riding my car and um, I was heading to my mother's house. And I see her walking. And, um, you know, I pulled to the side and I said, hey, you want to get in? She just kept on walking. I said, come on, get in. I'm going to give you a ride. And she just kept on walking. And, you know, let me tell you, Lenny, not Pastor Lenny, but Lenny wanted to just put his foot on the gas and just go ahead and say, forget her, you know. But something inside of me said, pull over the car and get out, you know. So I pulled over and I got out and I grabbed her and I told her, I said, look, I'm your brother. I love you. And you're not going to walk by me and not speak to me. You're not going to act like you don't love me because I know you love me too. Amen. So uh, she was like, get off me. Get off. I said, yeah, I will let you go if you promise me you're getting in the car. And she eventually, you know, I wasn't letting her go. So... <laughs> And I brought her to the door, and eventually she said, okay, and got in the car. And she got in the car, and she began to say, you know you was wrong. You know, but uh, we ended up uh, um, uh, settling that disagreement, and, you know, we're the best of friends right now. You know, that. I, I want to I tell you something. Life is too short to walk around mad at somebody, especially somebody that you love. Let me, let, let me say this. You know, if every day that you walk around not talking to or being mad at somebody you love, that's a day you miss out. Amen? Yeah, so let me ask you this question with that said. Why is love so difficult sometimes? See, I, you know, I like when it gets quiet because I know, I know something's going on. Amen. I done stepped on somebody's toe or, you know, I, I done, uh, look, don't get mad at me. I'm just a, a delivery person. That's all. Amen. Amen. Let, listen, though, let's, let's, let's talk about it. There are four different kinds of words for the one word love. If we don't understand them all, we will become confused in our own relationships. 
And in essence, we won't know how to love one another. The, word, the world has some ideals about love. You as a product of the world, me as a product of the world, we have some ideal about love. And then we have God's ideal about love. Somehow, those three ideals get mixed together into one definition of love. So let's get into what love is and what love is not. <laughs> what love is and what love is not. Boy, that's, that's a song right there. Let me leave that alone because y'all don't want to hear me sing. Amen. For years, we have been told to love one another. But here's the problem. No one has sat us down and taught us how to love it, how to love one another. No, no one has sat us down and taught us how to do it. The Bible tells us to love your neighbor. How do we do that? That doesn't just happen automatically. Amen. We have to know how. We have to learn how to love one another, love your neighbor. Amen. It's a frustrating thing to try and do something that you don't know how to do. You ever try to do something you don't know how to do? It gets frustrating. Listen, everything is determined by the way God commands us to love. It could be so frustrating when you try to do something that you don't know how to do. It's like someone giving you the keys to the car and they didn't tell you how to drive it. What would you do? You know, what would you do? Look, like some of us, no, I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> we would crash it, amen? Some of us crash it when we do know how, I mean, but anyhow. Uh, there, are, there are people in relationships, but there is no true love there. There are brothers and sisters and mothers and daughters and fathers and sons living in the same house, not even knowing how to love one another. There are people that say they are close friends, but really don't love one another. Come on now. There are people who are members of the same church. Kind of say that a little low, though, you know. But find it difficult to love one another. I, I don't think that happens at Citywide, though. I, it don't happen at Citywide, does it? Uh-huh. Come on now, let's tell the, truth, tell the truth and shame the devil. Citywide is like no other church. Yes, it happens here, too. Most of the people who say they love you may just be tolerating you. The rest of them probably have selfish motives. As humans, we don't think we do things for others so that we can get things back for ourselves. Amen? Am I telling the truth? Come on now. If I tell the truth, let me hear a few amens, all right? Because if you don't, I know it's you. Amen. There, if there's one thing that the world needs now is a big dose of genuine love. 
Okay, I, I know all of you need it. All you need a big dose because y'all ain't saying amen. The, Greek, <laughs> the Greeks have defined four kinds of love. Those four kinds of love are an attempt to describe the difference. The difference is the different motives for love. One, we have eros love. Eros is the Greek word for sexual love. It is simply pleasure, pleasure for the flesh. Then number two, we have phileo love. Phileo is friendship love. That's where we get the word Philadelphia, which means the city of brotherly love. You watch it, you go there, you might get jumped. Amen. <laughs> then we have storge love. It's family love. Brothers and sisters, parents and children, that kind of love. Amen. And number four, we have agape love. Agape love is the God kind of love. Today we're continuing the series on God's garments. Today's topic is, guess what? The garment of Amen. Our core scripture comes from Colossians, um, um, Colossians 3.14. And it reads, above all, above all, these, above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Why did God say above all? The reason why God said above all put on love is because it binds everything together in perfect harmony. An example, God's kind of love is like mortar. It holds all individual elements of the Christian life together. Without it, it would be like stacking bricks on top of bricks without no mortar there. They would be like, they would be unstable Likewise, with the God kind of love, all the other truths of our Christian life would be just like a sound of, uh, uh, just like noise. Amen? Boy, I love it. Oh, my goodness. Listen, 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, Thou shalt, if thou speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. I'm telling you, sometimes we, uh, you know, we grow in the Lord and, you know, we begin to pray in tongues and we, we, we sound good. You know, we get to praying in tongues. But listen, you know, an immature or or young people in the Lord, they see you praising, they see you praying in tongues, and, and they, they look at you, and boy, that's a spiritual mountain right there, you know. But you can walk around, and you can be praying, but if you don't have no love in you, you are doing nothing but making noise. That's the, hey. That's what the word says. You can pray in tongues all day, all night. But if you don't have no love in your heart, you are doing nothing but making noise. Amen. Amen. 
My God. You know, love is also tied to the first and second greatest commandment. In the Bible, we can find several statements in this. In Romans, in Romans, the 13th chapter, verse 8 through 10, it says, Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. In any other commandment, they all are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. In Galatians uh, 5 and 14, it says, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This brings me to my first point. Amen. Love is the divine law in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Scripture shows that God made love a law. Why? Why did God make love a law? He made it a law because he couldn't trust you and I to do it on our own. Amen. You know, he, he, God, God knew that you were going to have that attitude that you have sometimes. Amen. God knew that we were going to have that attitude sometimes where we just, we, we just walking in our feelings. If, if we don't want to speak, we ain't speaking. Amen. So God made it a command. Listen, and you can't go by what you feel like. A command is not debatable because it's your duty. Duty is absence of feelings. However, the love that Jesus commands us to have is one that is above feelings. In other words, in the kingdom of God, the law the law is that you love them first, and then you learn how to like them. Mm-hmm. You love them first. Keep on loving them. Eventually, you'll start liking them. You, 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 you can't avoid them if you got to keep going up to them and giving them a hug. Amen. Sooner or later, it's going to rub off on you. Amen. You're going to give them a hug, and you're going to give them a dap. Amen. Valentine's Day is a day where you give flowers or candy to someone that you like, right? Unfortunately, the intent of this type of love falls short of the, the motive behind the kingdom, the kind of love that God says to give. Agape love refers to unconditional love. No conditions added. Therefore, if anyone attaches conditions or reasons to why he or she loves you, then agape love, agape, unconditional love has ceased. It has stopped flowing. Once they start, once they put a condition, the unconditional love ceases. If someone uses the word if or when, or because, 
when they say they love you, this is not an unconditional perspective. Wherever there is a reason, there is a if. Someone uses the word if, when, or because. When they say they love you, this is not an unconditional perspective. The, wherever there is a reason, there is a condition. Wherever there is a condition, there is an expectation. We can estimate that, one, that 99% of all the problems in relationships have to do with false expectations. Amen. For instance, consider this condition. Me as a husband, I expect Pastor Mary to cook for me every day. Boy, that's a high expectation. That is high. You know, I come home and I'm looking in there and don't see nothing cooked. You know, but what happens when the both of you are working nine to five jobs? What happens if both, when both of you are doing ministry? What happens when both of you are out all day long and the wife comes home exhausted? What are you going to do? She comes home so exhausted she don't want to cook. What are you going to do? Huh? Will you still love her? Will you get in your car and run to McNasty's and still love her? What's up? What are you going to do? You go, will you run to the king of the burgers? I don't know. What you going to do? <laughs> Look, I... I go into Wendy's, they say, hey, Lenny! <laughs> you know, because when you go in there, they say, what, what name to put it under? I say, Lenny. I say, Lenny. They say, oh, don't worry. I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you want. They, they know the salad I go in there for all the time. You know... <laughs> False expectation guarantees disappointment. Example. You know, let me give you an example. Um, I, was doing this, um, I was doing this counseling, um, this premarital counseling. And uh, the, the young lady, she was saying how she was so happy that, you know, her fiancé, he, he, he comes to her job, he brings her flowers, you know, he's always buying her candy, he's, you know, he's buying this for her, and she was like, you know, he does, he treats me so good, and, and so, you know, she was excited, and then, you know, I looked at him, and he said, well, you, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I was doing that, but, you know, my credit card is getting racked up. I'm going to have to slow down now. Amen. So she was totally disappointed. Disappointment leads to division. Amen. Division leads to divorce if you're married. Therefore, we need to clothe ourselves with agape love, which is love without reason or condition. Reasons and conditions run the risk of destroying relationships. Amen. Amen. 
Let's be clear. Expectations are totally separate from marriage vows. Amen. Amen. Some of us made some marriage vows and don't even know what they are. <laughs> Amen. You ask them what, uh, what, let me, let me say this. I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to help you women out. You know, it's usually the man. You ask a woman the marriage vows, she'll say, you know, uh, um, you shall honor, you shall love, you shall cherish till death do its part. You ask the man, you, 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 um, mm-hmm. all right, now I'm quit throwing the men under the bus. Look, read in Matthew 20, 22, 37 through 40. Uh, uh, Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws of the prophets. You know, one day, me and my wife, you know, we were, we were, uh, we were outside and uh, where we moved at and we bought a house and uh, we were talking to our neighbors. And, and um, you know, I, I, I got a neighbor that her husband is like 92 and she is like 89 and, um, you know, in the conversation, we were talking, laughing, and everything. And I don't know how we got there, but somehow my wife said, Don't worry, my husband will cut your grass all the time. He'll cut it when he cuts his. And I was laughing. I went, huh? I tried to keep that smile, you know. But I had that smile on that only Pastor Mary knows she was in trouble. You know, and... Uh, um. So, you know, I got in the house. I said, honey, we're going to cut the grass, okay? <laughs> Not me. We're going to cut the grass, okay? She said, oh, honey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll cut the grass. Listen, it's been a year and a half, and I'm still cutting the grass. <laughs> as far as Pastor Mary got was, here's the water, honey. You thirsty? <laughs> I'm still waiting, but, you know, I, I had to humble myself. I had to die to myself. You know, when I go out there and cut the grass, you know, the Bible says that is the greatest commandment, is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. For me, loving my neighbor, I had to go and cut the grass. Amen. And I was speaking in tongues, <laughs> you know, going back and forth. I was speaking in tongues and I was doing my grass. I kept looking over there and sweat was dropping off my forehead. And I, I, but, you know, I ended up going over there. But you know what? The truth is when you do something for somebody else, come on, when you finish, you love it. If you got God in your heart, if you are serving the Lord, when you serve somebody else, you feel good because you know God just used you to serve somebody else. Amen.
Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. The greatest commandment is not about feelings. It's about action. And that leads me to point number two. Love is not about how you feel. It's about how you behave. Amen. Greek, the Greek words have different forms depending on their function, especially agape. It has two forms that are relevant to this, today's message. One, the form, the noun form is agape. The verb form is agapeo. With that in mind, let's look at the definition in the noun form, agape. Agape means to prefer. It means agape means to typically prefer to, you know, it's divine love which means what God prefers. Amen. Now let's look at the verb form, which is used, which is used in the greatest commandment. Agapeo means to prefer or to love for the believer. Preferring is about embracing God's will, choosing his choices, and obeying them through his power. See, when I was pushing that lawnmower and I was looking over there, Pastor, no, Lenny didn't want to go over there. Lenny was fighting Pastor Lenny all the way while I was pushing that lawnmower. But Pastor Lenny, you know, when I say Pastor Lenny, that's the God in me. Amen. I'm, I'm being obedient to God by being a pastor. Amen. Sometimes we got to die to ourselves and be who God calls us to be. God called me to be a pastor. A pastor is a servant. Amen. What did God call you to be? Be obedient. When you look, when all else fails, remember the last thing God told you to do and do it. That's <laughs> that's a nugget. That's just came from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, uh, simply put. Agapeo means actively doing what the Lord refers, prefers, I'm sorry. It's not about feelings. It's never, it never has been. It's about actions. It's about choice. God wants us to actively choose his command over everything else. It's the greatest commandment. Now, let's... Look at Matthew 22, 37 through 38 in light of what we just learned about the agape love. Amen. 37 reads. And he said to him, you shall love. Which now we know means to prefer the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. For this is the great and first commandment. You shall prefer whatever God prefers with all your might, with all your heart, with all your mind, with everything in you. You shall prefer what God prefers over what you prefer. The greatest commandment is to actively show preference for what God wants instead of what you or anybody else wants. 
and to do this with everything you have and everything that's in you. Amen. Amen. See, I know when I'm preaching because y'all get quiet. And, you know, you, you, you thinking about what you want to do. <laughs> Amen. Look, you got to die to self. Amen. Look, this commandment is unlimited in scope. It applies to everything. We must deny ourselves. Amen. We must die to ourselves. I'm delivering a, 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 a message of death. <laughs> Look, boy, y'all got quiet up in here. Boy, Holy Ghost is working up in those hearts. Amen. Look, no, if, if when you die to yourself, you know, that's when Christ can rise up in you and he can use you. Amen. When you start denying yourself. See, now let me keep going. Oh, yeah. In fact, all sin, big or small, is violation of the greatest commandment. Sin, by definition, is doing something that God doesn't want you to do. When you sin, you show preference to something else before God. When you sin, yes, the, violate, uh, the violations, the greatest commandment, you, you violate the greatest commandment. You might be tempted, but as long as you don't act on that temptation, sin does not take place. Amen. Yeah. You know, um, we know that because Jesus was tempted. The Bible says he was tempted in all points, but was without sin. Amen. So you can be tempted, but long as you don't act on that temptation, you get tempted, start praying in tongues. Start praying in real tongues. Amen. Don't be making noise, but pray in tongues. <laughs> you know, love is not about how you feel. It's about how you behave. The God kind of love is about preferring someone else over yourself. Amen. When I was mowing that lawn, I preferred her over me. Amen. I denied myself. Lenny was not mowing that lady's lawn. Amen. Lenny was dead. See, you, sometimes we got to wake up and die. Amen. We, come on, let's tell the truth. Sometimes we got to wake up and die. I'm sorry I'm still on that, but guess what? You know, I, I usually get up Saturday morning, and I'm like, I'm going to go and cut my grass, and then I got so many things to do, boy. As soon as I start cutting that grass, look over there. Amen. Now I got to die to myself. Put self to death. Amen. Again, God's love is not about how you feel. It's about your behavior. Please don't misunderstand me. I absolutely believe that God cares how you feel. In fact, he cares more than anything else. He is, he is the wonderful counselor. He'll counsel you when you don't feel right. Amen. He'll convict you when you're getting ready to do wrong. Amen. And he heals the brokenhearted. However, God is more concerned about your behavior than your feelings. He'll hurt your feelings for your behavior. Uh-oh. 
We know this because discipline doesn't make us feel good. Amen. And, you know, when you first give your life to the Lord, you get excited. You praising the Lord. You know, you coming up in here and, oh, you know, because when we first give our life to the Lord, all we're seeing is the good things. Amen. He's blessing us. You know, you, you came in with one pair of pants. All of a sudden, he blessed you with a job. Now you, now you be coming in or, you know, you got five pair of jeans you can switch up and you you know you you blessed you 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 excited you come in and praise the lord all of a sudden god says i want you to go over there and bless that person with a hundred dollars yeah you know what y'all 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 the devil is a liar yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, you blame it on the devil. God trying to, God trying to, he's not trying to take nothing from you. The truth is, God trying to get something to you, amen? You know, the Bible says, listen, let me tell you the truth. The Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. It says, by the same measure you give, that measure shall be given back unto you. So if, if, if God tell you to go give $100 and you, you go over there and say, you know, uh, here, God told me to give you this $20. <laughs> and they excited, you feeling good. But when you start to get your $1,000 blessing, you getting $100. Or you might get, yeah. But let's, let's tell the truth and shame the devil, Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know where I was. God just. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And look, let's read uh, Hebrews 12 chapter and 6 verse. It says, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son who, who he receives. Because this, because Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Okay. Because this we have had, earth, because this we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them, shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits in life? For they discipline, for they discipline us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he, our heavenly father, uses our good that we may share his holiness um, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasure but later it yields the fruit the faithful fruit of righteousness those who have been trained by it so my son This leads me to the third and final point. Point number three is love binds everything together in perfect harmony. Colossians 3 and 14 reads again, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Above all, the other garments that we talked about in this series of God's garments, the garment of love is above all. Amen. Pastor Mary, she spoke on 
uh, the garment of, of new self. And, 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 and she preached that, didn't she? She said, the garment of new self is better than Gucci. Amen. And then Danny preached. Danny preached the garment of praise. You don't praise to avoid reality. You praise to shift reality. Amen. And Pastor Dave, Pastor Dave, he preached the garment of humility. A humble heart is in alignment with God's heart. And Jenny preached last week, we need the garment of the nature of Jesus. And she said, putting on Jesus is putting on armor. Amen. And we need all those. We need all those garments. We need to put them all on. But the garment of love binds everything together in perfect harmony. So I encourage you, keep obeying even when life gets rough. Keep obeying, especially when you don't feel like it. Keep obeying. In doing so, you will obey the greatest commandment no matter how you feel. If you keep being obedient, you'll be uh, obeying the greatest commandment. In conclusion, love is the divine law. Number one, love is the divine law of the kingdom of God. Number two, love is not about how you feel. It's about your behavior. And number three, love binds everything together in perfect harmony. Listen, Romans 5 and 5, it reads, The love of God is shed abroad by the Holy Spirit. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5 and 6 says, But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and 8 says, For if... When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Listen, I, I just want to share a, a testimony on how I learned about the agape love, that unconditional love. You know, 30-something years ago when I was with my wife, I was messed up on drugs, but you know what? It's almost 40 years, 30-something years ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God. But my wife left me, and I was at my lowest point. I finally went into a program called Teen Challenge where God changed my life. I hadn't heard from my wife for over four or five months. But before, before the gospel of Jesus Christ changed my life, I used to manipulate my wife. I used to always um, tell her she couldn't leave me. Always coming up with stories how for her to come back to me. The only scripture I knew was God hates divorce. 
And I wore that out. Like, honey, how you can't leave me. You're a Christian. God hates divorce. You ain't going to do what God hates, are you? See, I know how to, you know, I really was twisting the scripture. But one day, you know, while I was in the program, you know, my, my sister called me and she said, you know, I was in, 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 in Teen Challenge. You go in for three or four months in this program. Then they send you to a higher program where you get more quality learning. Then they send you. So I was in a program. I graduated, went to the next program, and I was getting ready to graduate. I was leaving the next day to go to the next program. And my, and my sister called me and she said, you know, uh, Mary called and she said she wanted a divorce. Um, she's done with you, and, and um, I just thought you need to know. Bye, and hung up on me. This was, this was the one that wasn't talking to me before. That's how she was. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, man, I, I, my wife's leaving me. You know, I'm doing good. But she didn't know. So, but anyhow... I went on to the next phase, and that's when I was introduced to the God kind of love. You know, I, I had an encounter with God, and God was changing my life, and, and, and I found out what agape love was. It was unconditional love. It was putting somebody else before you. Amen. So I decided to write her a letter for the first time. In the letter, I told her how God changed my life. I told her that now I know the real love of God. I wrote these words. I said, "Now I now know what the agape love of God is. I said, if you want a divorce, I release you. I said, I love you. I want to be with you. Uh, uh, um, but I release you because see I kept holding her back from getting a divorce from me before so I decided to die to myself and put her need first you know I, I, I told her and let me tell you when Pastor Mary said when she heard when she read that letter she said the day before she read that letter, she was crying before God, telling God, God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, uh, um, you know, I can't, you know, she was in Oklahoma. I was in um, New York, upstate New York. And we have been separated for almost a year. No, two years, two and a half years, somewhere around. Because she had went to Rhema Bible Institute and I went to to the street institute you know I was out in the street learning the streets and she was learning the word of God amen you know but you know when uh, uh, she read that letter she said she cried like a baby and then she because she didn't know where I was I don't know how she got the number but um, one day I was in, in, in the classroom and they came and got me and said somebody wants you on the phone and um, they said, it's your wife. 
And boy, you know her brother was smiling all the way to the phone. Whoa. I got on that phone and she said, honey, she said, I love you. I read your letter. I know you're changed. And boy, I walked in that room. I walked back in the room. I was the proudest man in the world, boy. God had changed me, and then he gave me my wife back. That's the kind of God we serve. But I had to submit to God. I had to die to myself and allow God to change me first. And I, I want to encourage you today, if there's anyone out here that you got situations in front of you that you're dealing with, and you, uh, let God change you. Amen. You know, if you let God change you, then God will change your situation. Amen. Sometimes we're in, you know, we're in the way of God changing our situation because we won't change. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, I'm telling you, we serve an awesome God. And wherever you are, let me tell you, God wants to elevate you. You know, God don't want to leave you where you are. All you have to do is begin to surrender your heart to God. All you have to do is begin to die to self. Amen. Once you start dying to self, your transformation comes um, um, it, it easily. Amen. Once you die to self and you're obedient to God, your life changes daily. It continues to change. And as God, as your life begins to change, God begins to elevate you. God begins, some of us may be praying, God, what do you, what, uh, what is the call on my life? So, uh, 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 die to yourself so you can see what God is calling you to do. Sometimes self is in the way. I'm telling you, agape laws, agape love causes you to prefer others over your selfish desires. Again, God's love is not about how you feel. It's about how you behave. Amen. I want to ask the altar workers if they would come up. And I just want to uh, just want to share God's love. God doesn't want to leave you where I Anybody have any circumstances that you're going through? Listen. We want to pray for you. You know, we have to become selfless instead of selfish. Thinking about ourselves. God wants to do something in your life. God loves you. And um, we want to pray for you. If God spoke to your heart today, if this message was for, to, for you today, God didn't just speak to you and he wants to, doesn't want to leave you where you are. God wants to change you. 
So I want to I want to give you um, the opportunity. We want to pray for you. First and foremost, if you don't, if you haven't asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, if you haven't asked God to come into your life and be your Lord, this is your opportunity right now here today. Let's all stand. If you haven't asked Jesus to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you, and you want to ask him to be your Lord and Savior, lift your hand up. Just just raise up your hand. Amen. If you want him to come into your life, if you want the Lord to come into your life and change your life. Amen. If you want God to change situations in your life, I want to ask you to lift up your hand. Amen. I want to ask all of you that are lifting up your hands. I want you to do a, a, another step. I want you to step out of your comfort zone and, and come up here so we can pray together. Amen. God is an awesome God. He, he loves us. He's going to love us wherever we are. But he's not satisfied where we are. God wants to elevate us. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen.